Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. A new podcast from journalist Aoife Moore delves into the reality of life online for people across Ireland with interviews from those who troll them. And Aoife joins me right now. Morning to Aoife. Good morning. I listened to the first episode this morning and I was immediately drawn in. The, it, 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 it's... Um, you say it exactly as it is, and I take it that you've come through so many bad experiences as a result of the work you do as a journalist, and you've been criticised so heavily by some of these keyboard warriors that uh, I would imagine it's taken a huge toll on your health down through the years. Yeah, it was actually when I started at the Irish Examiner um, and started writing about politics full-time that it really... Um, changed gear I became incredibly anxious and paranoid um I didn't want to go to press conferences I didn't want to go on tv I didn't like being on the radio because when I did I was immediately hit with a barrage of unbelievably hateful comments um which ranged from you know accusing me of crimes um to you know comments about my looks and my alleged sex life and it was a really negative experience I was very lucky um at the examiner they were incredibly supportive and helpful um but I'm not everyone is lucky and I know a lot of journalists a lot of politicians a lot of influencers a lot of celebrities go through the exact same thing that I went through um, and they don't talk about it for fear. There's a lot of fear of like, being seen as weak or being seen as complaining. Um, and I wanted to kind of get to the nub of this, why people do it, who they do it to, and what effect it has both on the bully and the person that they're bullying. As a, as a journalist, and you, you're, you're a very well-known and successful journalist, as you mentioned, oh, uh, <laughs> at, at the Irish Examiner particularly, the, the, the nature of of journalism is making and breaking news stories that are relevant to to, to everybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm curious to know, as a journalist, you, you you transparency is very important. Also, the thoroughness of the 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 piece that eventually makes it to the newspaper that you've been investigating, maybe for a week, maybe for a year. Why do people criticise you? Why do people come back and say? call you names, accuse you of, as you say, crimes and, and, and accost your personal private life? Everyone has, um, everyone receives a different type of abuse dependent on the person. So the abuse that women get online is very different from the abuse that men get online. 
um, and that goes for journalists, politicians, people in the public eye in general. So my uh, personal abuse was a lot about the fact that I was from the North. Um, a lot of people um, defamed me that I was not worthy of my job, that I was not professional, that I was a supporter of terrorism because of where I come from. And that followed me around. It really profoundly affected me. But some things are able to, you know, you can put that down to ignorance. You can say people don't understand the North. They don't know anyone from the North. And this is an easy thing to say about me. But then on the other side of it, some of it is completely inexplicable. One of the worst death threats I ever got was after Golfgate when Dara Cleary, the Minister for Agriculture at the time, Phil Hogan, the EU Trade Commissioner, um, resigned. And I had to appear at Pier Street Garda Station um, to report a serious num- a number of serious death threats because Phil Hogan and Dara Cleary lost their jobs. Um, there's no rhyme or reason behind that. There's no common sense where you could explain that away. Um, and what we really tried to do with the podcast is we speak to a psychologist, uh, a cyber psychologist who kind of, tries to explain, you know, why people uh, bullying, because it is the same as bullying, it's just carry on a different platform. But the difference between online bullying um, and real-life bullying is people will say things online that they would never, ever say in real life. And the most interesting thing, I think, is looking into the psychology of that disconnect, why people are so different online than they are in real life. Because I think what I would like a lot of people to take away from the podcast is that the notion that trolls are you know, these losers um, who have no life partner who live in their mommy's back bedroom. It's not the case. Um, A lot of people who troll people are successful, well-rounded in their life. Mm. (laughs) People with good jobs and families. Um, Most of the people named, most of the men who are named with their own profiles who have sent me some of the most horrible abuse will have pictures of their daughters and their children in their profile picture. So the notion that this is some weirdo who lives under a bridge um, is something I believe we really need to get away from. Yeah. And what's their, what's their aim? Is it, is it to destroy you? Is it, is it simply just because they, they envy you? I don't know. It is quite, it's hard to understand. I think for some men, some of the men genuinely just don't like women. Um, that's part of it. But then I have had like reams of abuse. It's not just men. Women are trolls too. The troll and I got from women. And, and I actually would say in the podcast, we talk to celebrities and we talk to influencers and they say that some of the, especially for females, some of the worst abuse that they have received is from other women. Um, I think with with other women, it tends to be, it can be insecurity or jealousy. I think with men, it's a lot of um, misogyny and sexism. Um, I think people are quite, some people are quite intimidated um, when they see a change. You know, female journalists, especially political correspondents of a certain age and with a certain look, weren't that common maybe 20 years ago. That's definitely changed now. There are plenty of us successful young female political journalists and we all get um, a lot of abuse. And I think that makes people uncomfortable. I think change makes people uncomfortable. But I do think, and the psychologist says this as well, is that people do get off on it. You know, people do get a buzz mm. out of making someone else feel bad. Um, not everyone does, of course. A lot of some of it might come from their own insecurities, but a lot of it is, you know, people who want to drag other other people down. And I think, you know, it's easy to say, you know, that you know, as I said, it's easy to say these people are all losers and they don't matter. But I think a lot of people would be incredibly shocked at the people that we have found that actually do bully people only. Mm. You mentioned, Aoife, there that um, the fact that you're from the north, that you're from Derry, has has drawn uh, a certain degree of trolling as well. And and I know your Mm -hmm. uncle uh, was one Mm -hmm. of the 14 murdered by the Parachute Regiment in Derry on Bloody Sunday. How has Mm -hmm. that affected, how, how has that influenced your journalism? 
Well, yeah, I always say that, like, I don't think I really could have had any other career considering the family that I came from. You know, our family was the founding family of the Bloody Sunday Justice campaign. So although we were never political, we were a campaigning family. We were always at press conferences and protests and marches, and there was always press around. Um, and I think Bloody Sunday is probably the best example in Ireland of how good the press can be and how bad the press can be. So mm-hmm. in the immediate aftermath of the Bloody, of Bloody Sunday, the British Army put out a statement um, saying that the murdered and injured men, women and children on the day were IRA gunmen. Um, the British press printed that um, verbatim, never questioned it, and printed the lies that the British Army told, which then led our family and all the other families for a 40-year campaign to clear their names. But then the other side of it is without the public pressure from the press and some of the press, including the Derry Journal, our local paper at the time, and newspapers here in Ireland, were the papers, were the media saying, this is not true, that the, the British Army has lied. So I had seen how bad the press can be and then how important the press is for public opinion. Mm. Um, and that's why I became a journalist. I probably became a journalist because I hated the press for so long. <laughs> um, yeah. And now, I, and yeah. now I've come full circle because it is it is a privilege to do the job I do. But you have to be very careful because the press do wield a lot of power as well. Yeah, and of course, I mean, it makes perfect sense what you say. I mean, I think a lot of people, a lot of people who become journalists become journalists because they they want to be better than a lot of the stuff that they read when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes, you know. We're quite lucky here in Ireland and I worked, I have worked in Australia and I worked in, in England and, and Scotland and the tabloid press here is nowhere near what it's like um, in London. Um, you know, the, the things that they get away with printing is not something that would be tolerated. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. ...here in Ireland, and I think we should be grateful for that. The, the press here is not without um, its issues. I think everyone would agree with that. But I think, you know, when it comes to the press here, we are at a different standard than you would see in the tabloid press in London, especially when it comes to the shaming of celebrities who might have addiction problems, um, who may have gained weight, who might have mental health problems. Um, so I do think, although we have issues here, it's nowhere near um, the issues that they have in, in England. But that in itself also drives trolling because the mainstream media set a standard and then when they when people see that the like that certain national newspapers over there will say these hurtful and cruel things and spread rumour, then that gives other people then the permission to do it too. 
Coming from, uh, um, well, as it was, war-torn Derry and from the north yeah. and, and through those shocking days, um, th- that has given you, I gather from listening to the first episode of the podcast this morning, which I have to say is excellent and congratulations oh, on it. I, I recommend it to everybody, not just people who have been trolled, but people who don't know uh, about the risks of trolling and about the effects of trolling on other people. Um, I, I get the feeling it has made you uh, almost quite militant and, and it's given you an entrenched belief that many other journalists don't have. Would that, would that be a fair assessment? I just think I have experienced so much of it compared to other journalists. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, other journalists in Dublin um, and across Ireland do obviously receive abuse, but mine was so consistent. I think it was every single day, every time I left up my phone for knocking on two years. Um, and it has completely, it completely changed me as a person. It ruined some of my personal relationships. I became paranoid and anxious and I had to seek help for my mental health and I didn't want to do my job anymore. And I think, and that's the reason I did this podcast, is if I could stop one person being hateful online to someone they don't know, that would be enough for me. And what I find most interesting in, you know, the podcast that we dropped yesterday, it comes out every Monday. There's eight episodes and they come out every Monday. But yesterday, most of the messages I have received are actually people with children who are saying that they are concerned about cyberbullying in school. And we have an episode that talks about cyberbullying, about the effects on children, not just the children who are being bullied online, but the children who do it. And I think, you know, that I think some people maybe think that trolling is something that only happens to celebrities and politicians. And what we are seeing now is that actually in Ireland, we're in the top 10 for problematic behavior online for teenagers across Europe. Mm-hmm. And it's something that people should be concerned about because years ago when I was at school and you were at school, if you got bullied at school, you went home when the bullying stopped. That's not the case anymore. Yeah. And that I think is one of the most interesting points is that I've had so many messages from mammies saying that they, you know, it's something they're really concerned with um, as their young ones start, you know, even primary school and secondary school. Mm. Now, you talked to some very well-known people, Moirin O'Connell from um, Virgin Media, Ireland AM, mm-hmm. Paul Murphy TD, who has been subjected to some horrendous trolling online, uh, Grace Mongi, Eva Devlin, influencers. It, mm-hmm. You know, when you become an influencer, it, it, it not only is it just a business opportunity, um, but you also see it as an opportunity to share your experience with other people but by doing so you're also you're attracting the wrong type aren't you the the influencer thing is the thing i find most jarring um it's the people i have found that garner the least sympathy um which is strange because these are people who compared to the rest of us are the most normal if normal is even a thing but, you know, people will say, well, they put themselves forward and they put their lives online so they should deserve to get some blowback, mm. um, which blow criticism um, of maybe, you know, how they advertise things or how things are done on their Instagram is one thing. But I have spoken to influencers who were pregnant and were driven to suicidal ideation because of the consistent abuse that they received online. The rumours being spread online. Someone has had Tusla phoned on them, reported them for child abuse. This is not fair criticism. This is abuse. And I find it so strange because someone said to me, well, yeah. 
Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Yeah, they sell face creams on Instagram and they don't even use them. And I, all I could think was, I think, you know, Scarlett Johansson and Jennifer Lawrence are the face of Neutrogena. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if people are going after them and phoning, um, you know, Tesla or whoever else or reporting them because they don't think they actually use Neutrogena. But there is something about an influencer who is kind of like you, who might live in the same city or the same you know, province or whatever it is. There's something about the girl who's kind of like you that drives this kind of really, really intense hatred and jealousy, which is, I find, that is the thing I, the thing I find most jarring is the general lack of any empathy for influencers, whether they're fashion influencers, beauty influencers, travel influencers. Um, it is, it has been the most shocking thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know where it comes from at all. Another aspect you touch on in the first edition of the podcast um, is misogyny, which is very clearly mm-hmm. al- alive and well here in Ireland. It's alive and well everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, and like in the type of abuse, the, the cyber psychologist we spoke to, um, Nicola Fox Hamilton, talks about this. So for me, and just to use myself as an example, so most of the abuse I got on Twitter um, was from men. And the abuse um, tended to be about maybe like my assumed politics. Um, there would be a lot of, you know, she's, I'm not going to swear, but she's a stupid C word and stupid B word. It was a lot about my intelligence. Um, there would often be, you know, blonde, you know, all those kind of negative kind of insults. But with women, it tends to be um, that I have slept with a number of people in order to get the job or the story that I got. Um, they seem very, very intent on delving into my personal life, which I never, ever publicly talk about, which I think kind of drives them onwards to then make stuff up. You sort of feel like you can't win. Maybe if I shared this part of my life and told them I had this person in my life, they would leave it alone. But you know that that's just feeding the beast. So it is very, very different. But misogyny is alive and well with both men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyone who uses social media or looks at any of the gossip websites will see that women um and this, uh, with women it nearly hurts you more because it's <laughs> more personal um and women we actually talked to the psychologist about this women know how to hurt other women more mm-hmm. than men um and that does come from a lot of rumor and gossip and like degrading them without calling them you know ugly it'll be something a lot more personal than that and uh, also in one of the episodes forthcoming jackie fox tells you her story about her daughter's untimely death. This was after years of online and in-person abuse, wasn't it? Yeah, and Jackie's episode, um, I honestly believe, is, is the most profound because it goes back to what I said of, you know, there's a lot of you that trolling is something that just happens to celebrities. And we know that's not the case. And, you know, Nicole Fox's life um, is a testament to this has to be taken seriously. Um, without Jackie Fox, there would not be the um, new harassment law that we have. But the fact is that it shouldn't have had to happen. Um, Nicole should be here. And Jackie talks really eloquently about the, the 
constant abuse. You know, when Nicole was starting to be bullied on nights out in nightclubs, at least she could come home and at least she could escape that. But then when it started online, it became inescapable for her. And that, I think, um, is, is the in my view, it's the best episode, but it is the hardest they listen to because it's every parent's worst nightmare, but it's every parent's worst nightmare wrapped up for the internet age. Mm. Aoife, thank you for researching and for recording this and putting it out there. Uh, I, I listened to the first episode, which dropped, oh, I think today, yesterday, isn't it? yesterday that's right, yesterday, yeah. 31st, um, and I'm looking forward to the next seven episodes and uh, and to, to what lies ahead, because I think you're going to have such a huge impact on people's lives, thanks to this, and I urge everybody to listen thank to it over the next eight weeks. Lovely to talk thank to you, Aoife. Can I just say it's exclusive on Outcaster, which is an Irish independent platform. So it's not on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It's just, it's on uh, Outcaster exclusively. So that's where people can find it. That's great. Okay. Thank you, Aoife. Take care. Thanks so much. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye. If you just Google Aoife Moore Trolled, that's the name of it. Trolled, a podcast about life online. And uh, there's one episode there. The first episode is there, available this week. And uh, another seven to come. Quartz 96 FM.